welcome to the Access Church Podcast. Well, good afternoon. I am ready to go to work. I'm going to skip all the stuff I normally say at the beginning. Let's go straight to the Bible. I want you to stand to your feet. Hasn't the conference been amazing? And you know what? The next time we have it, we, we're not going to fit in the room. We're going to have to go somewhere else. Because the next time this happens, it's going to explode. I'm very excited about what I'm about to say. I've had this message ready for three weeks. I've done some work on it. I've reduced it. I've added some punchlines and I've, I've added some gestures to on my notes to remind me to do certain things. But I really believe that today this word is for you. It's not going to be one of these uh, teachings or preachings or words where you'll be able to say, Andale gordo is for you. Pon atención gordo, right? It's not going to be, I told you, I wish you would just listen to me. This word is a personal word. If you ever wanted God to speak to you, he's going to speak to you today. That's the kind of message you're going to get today. Why don't we do this? Why don't we raise our hands to heaven? Not as a sign of surrender, but like a funnel. And before you close your eyes, look at me. We're going to tell the Lord that everything that he has for me, that he'll just reduce it. Reduce it. And make it mine. So like a funnel, Father, we're here in your presence. I thank you for the Cisneros. I thank you for their yes. I thank you for the team that surrounds them. What an honor to serve not only a pastor but a prophet. What an honor, Lord. And we do that this morning. We come in here to serve this house. But there's no greater love than to lay down our lives for our friends. I pray that today, Lord, you speak to me. Yeah, I'm the oracle. Yeah, I am the voice. But I'm asking you to please speak to me. Have your way with us. Jesus, matchless, mighty name. We pray, amen and amen. While you're sitting down, I want you to give the Lord a big praise. May have a seat. Wow. I think the last time we came, there were still tables over there. But here we are. Today, I want to speak a message on the word reset. Say that with me. Reset. Every computer needs a moment in a week where you got to turn it off. So that next time you turn it on, the operating system has been Reset. 2% of your life, if you're consistent attenders of Access Church, 2% of your week is in this room. That's it. 2%. Do the math. Actually, it's 1.68 of your time is in this room. Don't miss anymore. Surely you got 2% of your time to give to God. Don't make excuses. 
come into the classroom, get smarter, get wiser, so that freedom can stay when God gives it to you. He who is free is free indeed. Reset. Every computer needs a moment of shutdown so that it can capture the updates, securities, all of these things. That's what we're going to do today. I'm going to reset you. I'm going to find your button, and I'm going to press it, and I'm not going to let go till God says, let go. For that, I got to use the Bible. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 21. I believe it'll be on the screen. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 21. I've given this message the title of Reset. Go with me to 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 21. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter, those who reset themselves from the latter, that's what cleanse means. You're resetting. Those who reset themselves from the ladder will be instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. I love what it says in the message. Become the kind of container God can use to present any and every kind gift to his guests for their blessing. We're in this room today to make sure that you as a vessel get full of God and what God has for you. But in order for us to do that, we got to turn you off so we can turn you back on. Are you with me? Oh, let me say that again. We got to turn you off so we can turn you back on. Are you with me? How many of you want to do that? Yes, you want to do that? Let's go. Vamonos. There's a beautiful scripture found in the book of Psalms 139, and it's a discourse between David talking to the Creator. I'm going to take the time to read it because it'll give us a lot of time to drill down and to help us go into the subliminal and get cleansing for the glory of the Lord. David says these words, and he says, God, investigate my heart. Investigate my life. Get all the facts firsthand. Oh, I am an open book to you. Even from a distance, you know what I'm thinking. You know when I leave. You know when I get back. I'm never out of your sight. You know everything. You know everything I'm going to say before I start the first sentence. I look behind me. You're there. Then up ahead, there you are too. Your reassurance presence is always coming and going. This is too much. This is too wonderful. I can't take it all in. Is there a, any place I can go to avoid your spirit? To be out of your sight? Oh, if I climb to the sky, you're there. If I go underground, you are there. If I flew on morning's wings to the far western horizon, you'd find me in a minute. You're already there waiting then I said to myself oh he even sees me in the dark at night I'm immersed in the light in fact darkness isn't dark to you night and day darkness and light they're all the same to you oh yes 
You shape me first inside, then and out. You form me in my mother's womb. I thank you, my God. You're breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit, how I was sculptured from nothing into something. Like an open book, you watch me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life are prepared before you. I'd even lived one day. Your thoughts, how rare. How beautiful. God, I'll never comprehend them. I couldn't even begin to count them any more than I could count the sand of the sea. Oh, let me rise in the morning and I will live always with you. And please, God, do not do away with the wickedness for good and you murderers out there, out of here. All the men and the women who belittle you, God, infatuated with cheap God imitations. See how I hate those who hate you? See how I loathe all the godless arrogance? I hate it with pure, unadulterated hatred. Your enemies are my enemies. Investigate my life, oh God. Find out everything about me. Cross-examine and test me. Get a clear picture of what I am about. See for yourself whether I've done anything wrong. Then guide me on the road of eternal life. How many of you can identify with some of these thoughts? Anybody here? Can anybody say, it's like somebody wrote my story. It's, it's emotions. It's, it's thoughts. It's places that my body goes to because my mind wants to be in those places it's it's like it's like coincidental it's like how can this be i want to use this scripture as an example god wants to speak you to you every single day i'm going to challenge you to get a bible app and get the bible and begin to read it my son-in-law the other day put in a text right in he says you know what have y'all ever just been in awe of what God is saying and just sit there and tremble at the truth that you hear and I'm saying to myself yes he's good in it man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God if you lack direction the word of God is a lamp unto your feet and it is a light unto your path oh I love what King David said in Psalms 119 that I would hide your words in my heart, that I would not sin against you. The value that we give the Bible is the value that we will receive. Our value will begin to escalate and elevate the moment we decide that there's nothing greater than what God is saying to my life right now through His Word. I love my pastor. Brian, when he he says, he goes, you know what? One word from God can change your life. Because what does the word of God do? It brings the presence of the Lord. And wherever the presence of the Lord is, everything is changing now. 
everything is changing now. The Spirit of the Lord is here. Everything is changing now. The fear of God. You know that he's with you every step that you take. In fact, didn't the, the David say, you know what? Even before I say a sentence, you already know what I'm going to say. God is with you. He's not this heavenly eye that's looking down to find trash. No. He's got a heavenly eye that is amazing to track all the gold that's in your heart, all the gold that's in your life because the trash will burn, the trash will wither. You can put it in a landfill and it becomes earth again. But the gold, when it's purified by God Almighty, your value goes up. That's what God is looking for. He's not looking to catch you doing bad. He's greatly looking to see and catch you to do good. Somebody say amen for the love of God. Progress is impossible without change. And that is the crux of my message today. That's my mm for the day. Is that you can desire change, but it's impossible without progress. You cannot be the same when you leave this place. No. It doesn't make sense. And yeah, we got a loving God. And yeah, we got a merciful God. But it's still up to you. He's got your destiny planned out. But you still got to participate. Change is impossible. Progress is impossible without change. And those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. If you can't change right here, whatever change you try to make is temporary. It will never be one of those lock and loaded changes. I get animated, I know. I've always been a cartoon-like kind of guy. As a matter of fact, let me tell you a quick story. The first point I want to bring to you is you got to rechange. You got to you got to change your thinking. You got to reset your thinking. The other day I wanted chicken on the bone. How many of you guys ever want chicken on the bone? I mean I can't see, but hopefully not just the fat guys are saying me too. I love chicken on the bone. I just do. But we don't have a roadies over there. I got to go to those. Love that chicken for Popeyes. Those of you who know me and you're close to me, I hate drive-thrus. But if I'm listening to something and something is tickling me just right on what I'm hearing, I will put up with a drive-thru. Well, it would happen to be one of those moments. I went up to the thing and says, hello, welcome to Chicken for Popeye. They do all that thing. Very kind voice. What would you like to order? Well, I ordered this meal and I ordered this meal. And then the biggest question of the moment is, would you like it to be a medium or a large? Well, I'm trying not to be large. I says, let's go with a medium. Order the medium. And we go through the whole discourse and she gives me a total. I finally my turn to go to the window and it's my turn to grab my medium-sized uh, meals. 
me dio un galón una soda así, it was a big old Coke like this. Ma'am, I don't want that size of drink. You asked me. Your people asked me if I wanted a medium or a large. Then it starts a series of events that ended up in collapsing, a, 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 a detrimation of a relationship I could have possibly had with the person giving me the food. She begins to say, that manager right here. You guys ever dealt with the manager? You know what? If you're a Popeye's manager, I've got some tips for your corporate office, for your training. You think I'm kidding. <laughs> But the lady that took my order was not the lady who gave me my order. And I simply, you know, one thing that gets me in trouble is my questions. You guys ever live with somebody who's just a question box? Vanessa does. My questioning comes across interrogative and it just, but you know what? I just want to know. I just like facts that don't mean nothing to nobody but matter to me. So I says, ma'am, I, um, I, I thought I made it clear, of course, my ugly voice. I thought I made it clear that I wanted a medium-sized drink. Why are you giving me a large And she rears up and gets her shoulders like this. She tells me, because I'm out of medium cups. I said, then why are you charging me a large? I wanted a medium. I think you should give me medium portion in a large cup. And only charge me what a medium portion should be. Now, I know I'm not going to go broke with a dollar difference. I know that. But the principle of the thing is I ordered medium. And I got a large. And I had to pay for it. <laughs> Bite it. <laughs> Don't encourage that. <laughs> well, another thing Popeyes does is that they train their managers to have nonverbal skills. And in that training of nonverbal skills, they can communicate a lot with just pointing fingers. It wasn't her pointer. She got so upset with me, she gave me a... I have a great day with sign language and she said mm, like you difficult customer like don't you understand she's correct I didn't understand I didn't know what kind of day she had I didn't know what other bad guy had gone before me and screwed it up for me oh did I just say that word in the church sorry Lord don't zap me I didn't know what kind of bad day. All I know is that this guy right here ordered medium. Why am I paying $2.22 more for what I ordered? This amount of money and it came out to that money. You know, at the end of the day, if my thinking would have been better, I could have made her day instead of continue to ruin her day. My first point today is that we got to reset our thinking because all that happened because of what was going on in my mind. True confession. True confession. I'm not the easiest guy to live with. I know. And in that moment, she had to live with me. And we ended up having words going across from each other, except hers were nonverbal. Progress is impossible without change. 
Let me talk a little bit about our thinking. Those who cannot reset their mind cannot change anything. That you understand that. Those who cannot reset their mind cannot change anything. But those who can reset their mind can change everything. It's not changing your husband's mind. It's not changing your 13-year-old that's acting a fool. It's changing your mind. Everybody say that with me. I have to change my mind. I mean, you got to participate. I'm the teacher. I have to change my mind. Say that with me. I have to change my mind. Stop thinking that the other guy's the problem. You're the problem, baby. It's your thinking that's the problem. Things would be so much better if your thinking would just change. Ooh, nerve got hit right there. Proverbs says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. How you're thinking determines how you're living. You can try to change your spouse. You can try to change a job. You can try to change your city. You can go to another state. It will still be you at the end of those outcomes. You may think, I don't want this spouse. I want another spouse. I just, you know, I just, it's her. It's him. Él es el tóxico. And you got the decal on your pickup, right? Vivo con el tóxico, right? Can I tell you the one that needs to change is not them, it's you. It's your mind. It's your thinking. Those who can change their mind can change everything. Those who can change their mind can change everything. Oh, it'll take you from a victim to a victor. It'll take you from a loser to a winner. It'll make you from a almost making a paycheck to the one highest earning per person in your block of people. Oh, it'll make someone who was failing at marriage and now is winning other marriages for the glory of the Lord. Got to change your mind. Another thing we got to reset is our intentions. Our intentions. The intentions are found in the soul. The intentions, the mind, will, and emotions, the intentions are found in the soul of man. And David said these words. He restores my soul. He resets me. He resets my soul to original factory settings. He restores my soul. And then he begins to lead me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Intentions is your moral agency. It's what tells you the gauge of something being evil or something being good. It's a filter system that goes through that sparks thoughts up in your brain, up in your head, in your mind. It's the soul. If the soul is nasty, every information will have nasty on it. Oh, but if your soul is restored, it'll have restoration messages going up to the brain. Doesn't that make sense? Isn't this just simple? Well, it's for you today. I told you this message was for you. God wants to reset you back to factory settings and put love in your soul. 
Put faith in your soul. Put forgiveness back in your soul. Give you that kind of amnesia that is good about forgetting what has happened and looking forward to what is happening because your soul is being restored. The third thing that kind of needs to change and reset is your interactions. It's how you talk to people. I know you got the answers, but if I'm a student, teach it to me. Don't tell it to me. Your interactions make, make all the difference in the world. Okay? I'm a man. I growl like a lion, and I roar like a lion. I mean, I... I Anyway, I roar like a lion. That my voice doesn't come out sweet. Especially when I'm trying to prove a point and you ain't getting it. I have to get my interactive tools, my interactive mode to become more like someone who understands. Someone who's seeking to be understanding more than to be understood. Your interactions, you know what? You're only as good as how you react to your biggest enemy. I think we missed that. Let me say it to this side of the room. You're only as good as how you are with your biggest enemy. That's it. It's interactions. I was, I was, there's this one individual I really don't like, and I wish the Lord would just implode him out of the planet. Este vato no mano. I just don't like him. I'm not a holy man, guys. I still work on some stuff. Not perfect by any means of the definition. But there's this one dude I just can't stand. I mean, if I see him on the road and he's on fire, oh, I better stop. Ooh, I got to rewind. Got Thanks, babe. Thanks, babe. I got to rewind. Let me change the example. If I ever see him needing some help, I'm probably not going to be the first one to be there to help him. In fact, I know I won't be. That's how much I don't like him. I don't, it's not like I hate him. I just can't stand the dude. But I'm as good as how I interact with my biggest enemy. Oh, that the Lord would reset my intentions, that the Lord would reset my interactions. Because at the end of the day, this life is momentary. We're only here for a little while. And our job on this earth is not to reach heaven. Our job on this earth is to take a lot of people to heaven with us. Heaven. Heaven is just a reward. It's not our goal. Our goal is to have God-like interactions with people. Reset. Our interactions. Let me go to one more and then we're done. We got to reset our value. What worth you give yourself will determine what worth you can give someone else. If, you know, self-esteem, no one can give it to you but you. I look in that mirror every day and say, bro, you're the best looking dude on this planet. I don't have to wait for Vanessa to tell me. I always tell her, just stop, dude. Come on, you're overdoing it. I know already. Descansa, mi amor. 
Why? Because I do a good job all by myself. And I tell that dude in the mirror, you're a man of God. You're a man of purpose. You're a man of destiny. You're a man of character. And you got impeccable integrity. You can be trusted. You belong to the King of Kings. You belong to the Lord of Lords. You're a guy with a little K. You're a king just like the King of Kings. There's nothing impossible for you. What you touch turns into gold. What you plant your feet on, it becomes yours. Self-esteem comes from you. But your self-worth comes from the people around you. And you can't give anybody worth if you don't value yourself. I normally don't carry my wallet when I do things like this. But what I have in, in I've, I've used this many, many times in many, many scenarios. I've used it in a boardroom in the corporate people, and I've used it in youth groups around a campfire, and now today I'm going to use it with you. What I hold in my hand doesn't lose value if I do this to it. Correct? It's still the same. Right? What I have in my hand doesn't lose its value because I start doing right? It didn't change the value. As a matter of fact, me being restorative does not change its value. Me stretching it Making it a little neater does not change its value. What I have just described is you. You have value. You've been stumbled on. Someone has counted you like trash. But that didn't change who you are to him. You're still his daughter. You're still his son. And I'm here to tell you today, we have got to reset our value. I'm here to tell you right now, come on, work with him. Just work with him this morning. Allow him to bring you to that place where you're valuable in your eyes again. I hope you didn't miss that. I pray today that this message will help you find value in your eyes because all he sees is somebody that was worth to send his only begotten son to die on the cross just for you. The greatest, the greatest gift we can give to God is not money. Our greatest gift to God is not our mess. Our greatest thing to God is when we know He loves us and our value and we can give it back to Him. One of my wife's favorite scripture is she lives it every single day. When I get to heaven, I'm going to take a lot of people with me. In fact, my crown it's going to have like a ton of jewels. I'll need about seven people walk around me to keep my head from bobbling. But my crown is so heavy. 
this, because I can't wait to lay it at King Jesus' feet and say it was worth it all. Because what I have for you is them. Let me speak to the men in the room. Maybe the first marriage didn't go the way it was. Maybe who you're with right now is not going the way you want it. Can I tell you, there don't have to be the one to change. The change needs to be in you. If you work on you, God starts lining up the things that are behind you. One of my goals is I talk to men every single day of my life. I've been doing that for years. And I build them up and I help them. And I change trajectories. And I help them to be maximized and optimized in everything that they do and they say. I do that every single day. You know why I don't do women? Because if I can change the guy, I can change the girl. If I can change the guy, I can change the 17-year-old boy that's acting a fool. If I can change the guy, if I can change the man of God, and help him to recognize his value, how much we need him on this earth. Everything else lines up, but the change is right here. Let me tell you, mama in the house, females in the house. You don't deserve the abuse. You don't deserve the distrust. You don't, you don't deserve the, you know, I work, I bring the money, this house better be clean before I come, you know. You don't deserve any of that. But the reason why it hurts you, the reason why it comes in so deep, the reason why those comments come so really hard, is because your, 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 your receptor needs some tweaking. It needs to be changed. You need to almost have a, no, I ain't going to take that. You almost need to have the attitude, I don't know who you're talking about, but that's not me. I am not a trash can. I am a Proverbs 31 woman. And I'm a queen in the field. I'm a queen in my home. Almost lost a step there. I'm a, well, that would have not been good. I probably would have landed on his lap. I just, I just see it in my head. Oh, my God. But what? what I'm a Proverbs 31 woman. I am great in the field. I am amazing at home. And yeah, I could go get a paycheck too. Oh, I thought I was going to get a... I thought I was going to get a lioness roar. I don't know why I was born into this family. I don't know why my parents don't give me more. I don't know why we can't travel like my friends. Young man, young woman, the change is up to you. Make your better. Make your better life. Make your better better than what you had you know our goal is that our children wouldn't go through the things we went through from the age of four to the age of seven i lived in a room with all of my family all of us lived in one room don't laugh at me please don't judge me but it is part of my story i slept in a crib till i was seven years old it didn't have the front railing system I'll never forget when my uncle came in and with his tools 
Oh, that was funny. It was just supposed to be a couple of screws, right? No, he ended up con martillo, con los martillos. He says, he says, con los golpes, mijo, todo se compone. I'm exaggerating. But that was my bed for about four years. Sleeping in my brother's crib. That was my bed. Living in a home that wasn't sealed. Didn't have the modern windows. It had that old school window. They had that weight. You know, you, have you guys ever seen those windows with the weight? How sometimes they really work and sometimes they really don't. The draft would come in. And West Texas, it gets cold, guys. Really cold. I used to dress in clothes like as if I was going to school. But in my little mind, in my little thinking, I would say, I'm going to dress in clothes because I don't want to freeze tonight. I don't want my kids to go to that. And they haven't, thank God. I don't want my kids not to, not to have the basic necessities of life. But somebody had to make a choice. Somebody had to say, reset my thinking. Even though my parents did it like that, Father, I want all the good, but I want you to reset me so that good can help me be my good and make a difference. Talking to my, one of my granddaughters the other day, hadn't talked to her in a, in a long time. Talk about her with her mom and dad, but I hadn't really talked to Eddie. And she said these words to me. One of these days, I want a cell phone. You don't know what it took for me not to go to eBay and send an iPhone 7, an iPhone 8 to her little house for 10 bucks. I tell my son-in-law, please connect it to the internet so I can FaceTime her and I can talk to her and she can talk to me. You don't know how much discipline it took for me to call my son-in-law and say, Eric, would you please just put the parental guidances, just, just, just clean it up for her, but give her that. That's what God wants to do with you. He wants to take care of you. But because you're so full, remember the first scripture, we, get, we just get so full that God only has this much room. Oh, we need to release. We need to let go and make room for the love that he has for you. Would you stand please? Thank you for all the hospitality you give us. Thank you. Thank you for honoring us treating us so special. But if you're really grateful for who we are and what we bring, honor what the Word of God said today. Honor what the Word of God said today. And that is to empty yourself so that you can be a useful vessel for His glory and for His kingdom. Bow your heads. Heavenly Father, I thank you for all that you're doing. I thank you, Lord, for moving in this room. And today we pray 
that every hand that will reach to you in a moment, that you would immediately start sending down the operating system, that you would immediately start downloading, Father, what they want and what they need. I pray I'm prayerful for that moment. I'm grateful for it in anticipation. I'll give you honor and I give you glory for it in advance. With your eyes still closed, with your ears still available for truth, how many of you would say, I need a reset? Raise one of your hands. If you say with me today, I need a reset. I see, oh my goodness. We're not going to ask you to come up. There's too many of us. One more opportunity. How many would say, I need a reset? Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Keep it up. Father, every hand that is waving at you for assistance, I pray that you would grant it in the powerful name of Jesus. There's been too much prayer, too much intercession for us not to respond to what God is doing right now. Repeat these words after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I give you my heart. I give you my life. And I ask that you would have mercy on me and reset me. Start with my thoughts. Start with my intentions. And then continue, Father, for my interactions. But I really need you to reset my values. I praise you and I thank you like the psalm that we read. I am fearfully, wonderfully made in your image. Oh, Jesus, be glorified. We praise you in the mighty name of the Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us. And a special thanks to those who have given to support this ministry. Without you, none of this is possible. If you like this podcast, please like and subscribe and share it on social media. Thank you for listening. God bless you.